Okay, what's up, Barbie? Welcome to the show. Uh, so you're a fitness trainer, vegan, you coach people, you do all the above. Tell me more about yourself. Um, so hey, everybody to listening. My name is Barbie and I'm a vegan tr online trainer. And I've been online training for since COVID happened. Um, before that, I was actually training in person. And I really, really enjoyed in-person training. Um, I love like connecting with people and just being like one-on-one -on -one, um, and that kind of environment. Um, but ever since like the gym closed, I transitioned to online, which has been really successful and really fulfilling so far. Nice. So that's why we're doing it not in person, but via the Zoom stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, uh, how, how has it been with, with the whole transition of, you know, like being with people and then all of a sudden like online and adapting, like how the hell did that happen and what went through your mind? <laughs> like why did I want to go online and why did I choose to? Well, online, it was, it was kind of like a given. We had no choice, right? But right. how did it, um, like, how did you go about it? Like, was it difficult for you? Like, because it's more of a, like a hands-on business that you're in, so. For sure. So, um, after, like, when I was training in person, um, as I said, I, like, I really enjoyed it. But for me, um, transitioning to online was actually really easy, um, only because, I have been doing content creation, you know, posting my workouts, posting my meals for the last like maybe three years. So for me, that transition to online was very like, like, I'm not going to say easy, but it, it wasn't like that difficult. Like, because I know a lot of people who transition online that, you know, they have to put themselves out there more on being in front of the camera and, you know, all that stuff, like taking videos of themselves. So yeah. for me, I had like experience with it already. So for me, I felt comfortable doing it. So, um, yeah, to me, that was completely fine. <laughs> so you, you, so you're comfortable in front of the, the camera and all that. And you, you have some super cool content that I, I looked at briefly. So, um, and what, uh, what has changed like in your day to day since the whole like closing of the gyms and, how do you deal with people like your clients? Mm -hmm. So what ways do you mean? How do I deal with them? Like, cause I mean, you're, you're, you were more like one-on-one -on -one training with people. Right. So how do your, it's mostly, how do your clients feel that now you're, you're, you're kind of like online or at a distance as they call. Okay. Gotcha. So the clients that I had in the gym, um, I'm not training those same clients online. They're completely new clients. Mm -hmm. um, just those people um, that I was training in person were people older than, like they were older people. So they weren't really into the whole online thing anyways. Um, and I, what I found ever since I transitioned online, I have been targeting people more like my age around like, you know, 20 to like 30 years old. Um, so that's how it has changed for me because at the gym, you, you know, your manager kind of like puts you with like a, a woman who just comes in and they're looking for help. Whereas online, you find the people that resonate with your content and they resonate with who you are and, you know, what you post and what you're about. So I think those two things are like different in those ways. Um, in the way of communication and how I handle like, 
like working with clients from like one-on-one to like versus online. Um, one-on-one, I really enjoyed it because I got to have that like, um, you know, going to the gym, talking to people in person, having that personal connection. I still have that online, but of course it's through video. Um, and the way I make sure that that connection keeps growing is, you know, I go live, I do videos, I do, you know, like, um, I, I write, I also started my own fitness group for my clients. And I also have a public group that anybody can join and just kind of be part of the group, learn about fitness, learn about nutrition and just be part of like an amazing community. That's super cool. So you adapted really well. It's as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. For me, it, it was, I actually, even when I trained in person and I initially got that job, my dream was always to like work online. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And so now with, with this whole thing that do you find that it's more or less time consuming? Cause now you're spending a lot of time online. You're, you're kind of have to create a lot more content or like you were saying, like, you know, creating videos, posting pictures, recipes, whatever, whatever it may be. So is it more time consuming than it used to be? Wow. That's a great question. And actually it isn't only for the, okay, the, the people, you know, some people who are like training in person and then they transition to online. As I said, if they're not used to taking videos, if they're not used to being in front of the camera, it is a, it is a long process to be, get comfortable. But for me, because even when I was working in person, even when I had different jobs that like wasn't training people, um, I was still creating content then. So for me, actually, I have more time now because I'm always at home. So all the time when I worked in person training, I worked at a gym that was about 40 to an hour minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. So actually the commute to the gym back and forth took up a lot of my time. It's not even the clients. So now with online training, I'm able to have more people and have more time to create content, to go to the gym, to film videos, to go online, go live, talk to people. So actually you would think like, yeah, I would be way more busy because it's more of a business now versus before I was working for somebody else, but actually I have way more time. <laughs> Super cool. So what do you, in your training, well, like, what do you specialize? You do like mainly general uh, training or do you have any specialty in, in certain people or certain types of training? Hmm. Gotcha. But that's a good question also. Um, for me, I, the people that I seem to resonate with the most are, as I said, like people who are like between 30 and they really want to just build muscle, um, lose fat, you know, build, like build their booty. Um, and they're also mostly like plant-based, already vegan, or just, or just, it's mostly women as well who want to transition to like eating more plants. That's what I found the most. That's, that's like super, um, super, uh, what do you call those things? Um, Niche. No, it's, you know, the topics that are like really hot right now. So it's booty, oh, training, booty training and vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's go about the vegan. Like, uh, what's up with that? So what, what if somebody comes up to you and says, oh my God, no, you need, you're lifting weights. You got to eat meat. You got your, you need your protein. This is a question that I hear all the time. 
and guaranteed you get bombarded with the same question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So all I want to say is like, ever since I started training, I've been vegan. So definitely How go long look is up. that? How long has that been? So I've been vegan for five years now and okay. six years vegetarian before that. So okay. it's been like 11 years. Um, so I want to say to people who don't think that you can build muscle and be vegan, go look at my page. Um, <laughs> because I definitely do think you can build muscle while you're vegan. And of course, like I'm doing it, like I'm training, you know, like five days a week right now and also building muscle while I'm eating vegan. And there's a lot of protein sources that you can get as a vegan. Um, actually, one thing is like, I know a lot of vegan people say it's so easy to get protein as a vegan and it is, but it is a little bit, you have to be a little bit more mindful of what you're eating. Um, Cause even I notice when I'm just, you know, like going through with my day and just picking random foods that if I'm not mindful of what I'm eating, it's always very low in protein. So my number one like suggestion for people who are like, wanting to go vegan and they just care about the protein and they want to make sure they're consuming enough is to be mindful of what you're eating. Like, you know, like research, like if you go on my page or if you message me, I can also give you some suggestions, mm. but, um, and I can also tell some suggestions now. <laughs> yeah. Go for, go for it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so curious to know, cause I do, uh, I try to do uh, weird enough. I'm not, I'm not vegan. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I've done a little, um, pass where I did try the whole vegan thing and I'll be super honest with you. Yeah. I never felt better. Mm -hmm. Okay. I never had that much energy. I never no like backlog, no, like, uh, let's say afternoon crash, no heaviness. So right. I've done, I've done it. I wasn't able to sustain it though. And the, the main reason is because I didn't give it enough time or enough research to say, okay, let's establish a plan. How do I go from eating meat to not? And then the whole thing is that everybody around me is not vegan. So I go, oh. crave, I go craving that, oh my God, smells a steak. It smells so good. Um, it's not that I go looking for it. So the whole transition was a bit difficult. So I'm swinging back and forth. So what would be your tip for people that, you know, that want to maybe do that transition or what to include to help them out, you know? Okay. So number one question, how long were you like doing the veganism or, you know, just like wanting doing the transitioning thing? And why do you feel like you fell off? Okay. So the way I did it was I told myself I'm starting this week, example, on a Monday and I did it for a few days. Uh, then... I forgot what, what happened. Somebody, there was a dinner or something and there was meat. So I mm -hmm. said, ah, you know what? Let me have just a little bit of a hamburger example. I can't recall what it was. So I, I, then I deviated off. And then a couple, for a couple of days, I went back to the whole vegan thing. And then I think probably the most difficult part was the whole prep. I don't know why, but if, you, th but if you think about it, <laughs> if you're not vegan, you got to prep stuff as well. Yeah. So, you know, you got to, if you're eating meat, logically, you got to cook your meat. Mm -hmm. And I found that it was maybe a bit more prep or like too much planning. Okay. How, what do I eat today? Oh. What do I eat tomorrow? 
So it's the whole planning thing. Gotcha. So, so two things there, because you said, you know, you were eating meat and then you're like, Monday, I'm going to go vegan. So one number one thing, like I always tell people, if it's with fitness, if it's with nutrition, doing something like, like nothing at all. And then going the other way, like I'm going to do everything now. Like a lot of people are like, you know, like they haven't been eating properly for like probably their whole life, maybe a couple of years, couple of months, or they haven't been working out or, you know, they're, they're just been binging and all that stuff. And then they're like, okay, Monday, I'm not going to binge. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to eat only broccoli and rice. And then what happens? <laughs> like after the comes, you just literally want to eat all the probably cereal, chocolate chips that you can find. Exactly. So it's the same thing with like veganism. Like the number one like thing that really helped me is like not transitioning like from one day to another. Like for me, it was a process for me, just going from vegetarian to vegan like took time because, you know, even just getting, being vegetarian got time, get like had, I had, um, it took time to get used to. And then, um, I slowly cut out like eggs. I slowly cut out meat, um, like milk and, you know, buying non-leather products, buying, um, cruelty-free products. So for me, so I think my number one suggestion is like, do not do it from like, I'm going to start Monday. <laughs> It's almost, it's almost, you have to do it like a, like partial elimination kind of. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. For, yeah. And I would say like, if you ever want to try it again, like being like, okay, I'm what, find your favorite foods. And now you can go to a grocery store and get so many like meat alternatives as well. Mm -hmm. So you can make your favorite dish with that and then just substitute it like that way. And it's mm -hmm. super so what's what's what do you recommend for people that um that actually do go vegan like some stuff that you include every day in your meals that's like your go-to to include um mm -hmm. you know something like that okay so um it always changes i like eating different foods all the time um but my number one breakfast lately been tofu scramble so it's pretty much like like um egg scramble but with made with tofu and like turmeric and spices and that has been super good with like toast mm -hmm. um so that's what i've been having every day um for lunch i actually been like having veggie burgers and then for dinners i've been having like rice with vegetables and like veggie meats and stuff like that nice so you're feasting, even though you're vegan. So how do you, <laughs> how do you react to people that, uh, like, I know there's, there's a lot of like emotions involved in this and like, uh, a lot of people. And I'm like, I might touch on a few, on a few, uh, uh, people and might get them flustered <laughs> or whatever, but you know, the whole vegan thing is like almost like a, they, they get angry, like for people that are not vegan so how do you how do you react to you know somebody making a comment like oh uh, you know vegans are so and so or I eat meat because that's what we were meant to do as humans or you know all those you know all those stupid comments that are flying around I won't judge I'm judging everybody at the same time but whatever that's so funny. <laughs> um yeah, that's hilarious. And that ties in with what you said. Like you said you were going vegan and then you just had like a dinner with somebody and then you like kind of gave in. That kind of ties in with it actually. Because when I first went vegan, like I was 
I think most vegans feel that way if, if they're like listening to this. I know they will resonate with this, that they're angry because like, oh, why don't people see my point of view? Why don't they just like not eat meat and like stop the cruelty and whatever? And like, I, I completely felt that way. Um, but because I've been like doing this for so long now and I understand sometimes people just want to troll you because <laughs> I realize sometimes people don't even know like, what they're talking about but like as soon as you're different from like i guess the norm it's like they question you like so honestly now people say it i'm just like i don't really pay attention to it because it's not really worth my time and i know if there, there's a difference if if they're curious and they would like information versus somebody just like trolling yeah so i kind of like ask a couple of questions sometimes or just begin the conversation if they if i can tell they're trolling honestly i'm not even gonna continue because like i, I know they just want to troll me and and make me maybe get me angry and be like oh see this angry vegan so honestly i don't deal with it yeah they're picking they're picking <laughs> your bone basically so now yeah. the, a question that i always like to ask people that are vegan or vegans um and it's just out of curiosity is what made you go that way? Like, what made you decide, okay, this is it? Is it a, a self-conscious uh, thing? Is it a health reason? Is it both? Uh, so what would it be for you? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for me, as I said, like, I started when I was, like, 14. And just, like, scrolling on, you know, the internet and coming through, uh, like, discovering some, like, videos about like animal testing like products being tested on animals mm -hmm. and i really didn't like it and i was like oh my god like i didn't even know this was happening and also seeing videos of like how i don't know why it's kfc but like kf <laughs> like that's the first restaurant i was like i'm never going to <laughs> but i just saw videos of them like how they treat their animals and honestly just from that point on and like i had some people in my class in school who were also vegetarian who like who I was like really inspired by and like I wanted to do that. So from point that on, I just didn't want to contribute to that. I just didn't want to like do it. And I knew there was like people who were vegetarian. So I'm like, I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. And just that inspired me just to like help the animals. Nice. Okay. So in terms of, um, so I had nothing to do with health wise, but you did convert the whole vegetarian vegan thing into the health perspective i guess if you want to put that's, it that way that's it <laughs> yeah you're right so it did start with me with like the animals yeah. but as soon as i was like more more deeper into it i because i discovered like you know like how to make like all these different types of meals i got really interested in like nutrition mm -hmm. and that's how the whole personal training came about because i enjoyed fitness um, I enjoyed, you know, making uh, like really nutritious meals and that's where I'm here. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite meal? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, <laughs> weird, but it's, I, I like sushi a lot, but like people would be like, what the heck? It has fish. But honestly, like I like the ones with like avocado, mango. I don't nice. know. Nice. <laughs> keep, keep, keeping it simple. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh, now we're in the middle of like a partial. I what are you guys doing in Toronto right now? Are you guys locked down like in Montreal, or are you guys partially locked down? What's your gyms are closed like us? I'm assuming. Yeah, so I'm actually like 30 minutes from Toronto, like north. Okay. Um, so I know Toronto is like completely closed down. Their gyms is closed for like the next month. Um, in Newmarket, like that's where I live, like 30 minutes away. Yeah. Here, uh, everything is still open. I just went to a gym today. So everything's still open. Everything's still good. Um, restaurants are still limited to like, you know, how many people can sit inside. But generally, if you're like sitting outside, it's pretty good. Nice. So maybe I should take a trip to where you are because yeah. every, <laughs> everything's closed here. Gyms are closed. Restaurants oh are closed. Whatever, whatever you could think of is pretty yeah, much, pretty much <laughs> closed. So, um, so it's a good thing. At least your gyms are open. And oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Or else like I went crazy for a while there. I don't Now I'm working out at home. I have no, no choice, but uh, during the first one, I was, partially going crazy and i gained some weight and then i said okay maybe i gotta watch what i eat and do the whole vegan thing and eating plants maybe is better because i was just like i had so much time on my hands so i was just like preparing all these crazy fancy meals and i didn't know what to do with myself so um so how was that like preparing all the meals like were what, you like what was i what sorry it cut off there was I? Yeah. You said you were like preparing all these meals or just like cooking in general. Yeah, I was cooking in general. I love to cook on a on a on a good day. Uh but yeah, I was I guess I had too much time on my hands. So I was like, oh let's try these fancy meals and let's try to do this. And next thing you know, you're you have like these eight course meals that you don't need. Oh, plus but- plus you're not going to the gym. So it's it yeah. was like a double whammy and um yeah, so the whole thing did you ever hear of the blood type diet oh my god yes but i i don't even know what to think about it so you don't believe in it like i don't know i think if you're just eating like a balanced nutrition and you work out like you'll see results okay nice okay it was just a random question like that mm-hmm. um uh now if i go to um what inspires you like in life it's a question i like to ask people and oh i love that <laughs> yeah so what inspires you what's get what gets you going what what makes you do what you want to do during the day so yeah so for me the number one thing that inspires me is growth like nice. for me, that's like the biggest thing to to be like one percent every better every single day is like what inspires me like honestly <laughs> and 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 like you know making an impact in the world doing something that you know changes people's lives like that is like my number one thing super cool that's a super good answer so what if i go now like extremely deep deep question <laughs> oh, you yeah. said one one percent better than you were yesterday so today what what are you better at than yesterday <laughs> mm-hmm. so as I said, like growth is everything for me. And I, you know, just learning something every single day or, you know, making, you know, going to the gym, like that already makes you 1% better than you were yesterday because you're already adding into like the results you're having. 
So that's making 1% better. If you're um, like, for me, I was like on YouTube, like learning things. And to me, that's like making me better because like I'm educating myself, um, mm -hmm. you know, going to the gym. That's like, I was already better than yesterday because I went to the gym and I made it even though I didn't want to. So to me, those are like the little things that are like, those are always the those are always the best workouts when you don't feel like going and you actually do going. Not actually, today, like usually they are. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you inspire your 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 clients? Mm. Do you ever do catch I... do you ever catch some clients that sometimes are like so like I'm not in the mood and they don't want to work out like oh for sure how, how do you kick them in the ass basically. Oh, for sure. Because you, you seem like a tough girl that kind of like, ah, okay, let's go. Yeah, I know. To myself, maybe, but like, <laughs> I need to feel a bit more tough with my clients. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, how do I inspire them? And I feel like everybody does fall off. And, you know, we're not always going to feel inspired to, you know, get up in the morning and just get our stuff done. So, my number one suggestion always is to, like, pick one thing to, to like, focus on. Like, do not overwhelm yourself. And how do I motivate them? Honestly, I send them like very encouraging messages. I remind them of like their results so far. I tell them how far they came. And you know that if you just like do it right now, like how far you're gonna be within the next week, within the next day, and just how good actually getting those stuff done that you said you wanted to do because you said you those were your goals you will feel like so fulfilled and so proud of yourself. Exactly. Like, like they say, like the, uh, in order to get the big wins, you have to get the small wins first. Right. Yeah. So that reminded me actually, like, um, I got this from a client. Actually, she told me every day she celebrates, she, she celebrates one win every single day. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And I've been using that with my clients as well as myself, because we can get so caught up on like, trying to get to our big dreams, our big goals, and then kind of like forgetting about how far we came and, you know, and, and disregarding everything that you're doing now because you're still not where you want to be. And I even found myself like overthinking things and being like, oh, I'm not where I want to be. And then just kind of like taking a step back and be asking myself, like, what did I accomplish today that I'm proud of? Like, you know, if I went to gym, I'm super proud of myself because I didn't feel like it. You know, if I, you know, tracked my food and I like, you know, it's a lot of work, sometimes a lot of work. So I'm proud of that. Those little things I think will make the biggest difference is just celebrating one thing every single day. For sure. For sure. And, and, and I'm sure you've seen uh, well, I'm sure you know of Anthony Robbins and how he starts his day off is it's almost the same principle. It's he's grateful for, something every day so every day he wakes yeah. up and he's grateful for something so it's almost the same uh uh the same concept which is like it's it's it just gives you that that boost and that fire underneath your butt to uh to keep what's going your morning? <laughs> hey what's your morning routine oh my god okay so morning routine <laughs> if it depends on which which day of the week it is but uh, it's super simple. I get up and the first thing I do is an hour long walk with the dog. That's the Love first that. thing I do. So I wake up, walk the dog, drink some water, come back, and then it's coffee time. I need the coffee. Um, 
and that's pretty much my my morning routine i don't try to uh to uh pick up my phone as much or get into the whole um, social media thing in the morning because i just it i just find not that it's you know, a lot of people say oh don't do it it's because you get sidetracked and you see something interesting and you end up watching the video for the next 35 minutes and then you're like fuck okay like i just wasted the first 35 minutes of my day so uh, so that's what I do. Usually long walks, water and coffee. And then usually I try to figure out, um, or establish like goals, what I want to do for the day. Usually, I love it's, usually it's done the day before because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a psycho like planner kind of. So that's I, the way my, my brain works. <laughs> honestly, I plan out my whole week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I plan well, everything and I replan and replan. So, and then the, what I do is uh, I, I go through the list and say, okay, this is feasible today. So we'll do it. This is feasible today and we'll do it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I basically do all day long. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> good. So what's your morning routine? Okay. So my morning routine has changed because currently I'm in like a mastermind um, with other coaches and, um, you know, just having a business coach, I'm doing a mastermind for the next five months. Nice. So, so what, what, the, what is that? What is that mastermind? So? so a mastermind is kind of just like building our businesses. Okay. But there's only a certain amount of people in the mastermind, like 16 of us. So it's all about like building systems, building our mindsets, um, just anything to help us grow our business. Um, so ever since I began, my morning routine has changed. And um, what, I, what I do now is I wake up and I meditate for 10 minutes. And then I listen to a video that I recorded of myself of like my dreams and goals and where I want to be in the next five months. And then the third one is writing down things I'm grateful for. Um, and then going to the gym and also not checking my phone for at least until I do my meditation, my gratitude, listening to my own video. I don't check my phone, um, before the mastermind. And also a number one thing I want to tell you is the most important one, because you said based on the day, what day it is, you're doing your morning routine. Mm -hmm. So I want to address the importance of like even doing it on weekends. Because what I noticed is like, before I would be like, mm, I don't feel like it today. It's like the weekend or um, I don't know. It's like Wednesday and I'm just, I woke up a little bit later. So I just want to rush to a gym and come home and do my work. Yeah. But what I noticed a lot is doing my morning routine for the last two weeks, no matter what day it is, it puts me in such a good mindset and like not checking my phone been incredible because I don't let anybody like, like kind of like, how do I say it? Like before you, you, you know, maybe you get like a, not a nice message from somebody or you read the news or whatever. And then you're already thrown off your morning and you're kind of like thinking about that. So for me, like, as you're saying, like not checking your phone is so important. Yeah. Especially when you work with clients and like, you know, just own a business or whatever. And then you're getting bombarded with messages and then people have problems it's really nice to have just like time for yourself and to like gather your thoughts and kind of like 
I don't know, be like in a good peaceful state. Yeah, because <laughs> after that is once the day starts, it started and it's rolling and, and who knows when you'll have time to actually slow it down. And, but the exactly. whole thing, the whole thing of a video that I, 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 my brain is, it's latched onto that is you. So you made a video of yourself, um, yeah. basically saying what your goals are, where you want to be in the next couple of months. And you played that video to yourself every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I do. Um, sometimes I even like read it on like a word document. Um, so if you do, so ever, so whoever is like listening and even for you, um, if you do want to make a video, uh, make sure it's health, wealth, and relationships, health, wealth, and relationship. And okay. So those are the three categories that you're going to set your goals for, for the next. So what, what you want to achieve in the month, what you want to achieve in five months, whatever you prefer. Nice. So you make an outline and, and basically, so, so you, you run through that and when does it ever change or do you, do you um, ever adapt it or. Right. Um, right now. No. Um, I feel that maybe I change my goals as soon as I don't resonate with them, but right now it's still been good. Like I still resonate with what I wrote. Okay, cool. And what, yeah. uh, what got you into meditation? Cause I meditate a lot, usually at night. Okay. I don't like okay. doing, I don't like doing it in the morning. Cause in the morning I feel I need to get just that, um, kind of like walking the dog. I need that physical, Mm -hmm. aspect of things just to get going i find that uh meditation in the morning for me just um kind of not ruins the momentum but slows me down a bit too much i get into like a really passive mood mm -hmm. uh for the whole day and um so i usually do it at night but what got you into the home i see you know the buddha in the back like i mentioned before so how did you get into the whole meditation thing yeah so i totally understand what you're saying like you know, like you like going to for walks and in a way I do think that's like a, some type of form of meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. So honestly, it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to sit down, like cross my legs. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that because whatever you find, like just peaceful in the morning, if you think like going for a walk, like, you know, in the forest and like when nobody's out, like, and that's with you, with your dog, like, I feel like that's super like how, like peaceful as well, just as much as meditation. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely, I, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's super cool. Um, okay, so what got me into meditation? Mm -hmm. Okay, so my mom's really spiritual, and she's the one who, like, opened up my eyes to, like, meditation and just, like, spiritual things. So, actually, she was always telling me to meditate. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, you know, when you're, like, younger, like, you don't really listen to your mom, and, like, you don't want to sit there and just, like, think about nothing. Yeah. Um, and sit down and listen to some guy like guide you through I don't know the talking <laughs> to you whatever <laughs> um, um so yeah I was never like into it but ever since like I don't know like around a year ago I've been consistent with it not every single day but I did make a point of like meditating just because I like it felt nice and I just like that you can do guided meditations <laughs> Does that happen? It's, it's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say like, ah, oh, it's meditation. How do you sit down and just think about nothing? But it's actually really, really difficult. Cause the, the thing is, is you, is you got to 
when you get a thought that goes in your head, you actually yeah. got to catch it and stop it and th- kind of like get rid of it. That's the mm. difficult part is some people, they say like, oh my God, I can't because I can't sit there quietly. Oh. Nobody can. It's it's normal. Nobody can do that. The whole the whole point of it is to, when you your mind starts racing, as you say, ah, I recognized it. This is this is what's going on. So a lot of people are saying, oh my God, oh, I can't sit down and do nothing. Well, that's, it's impossible. So don't worry about it. It's cool. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, you're totally right with that. I think like guided meditations are even better because it kind of like there's some voice inside your head that tells it tells you like what to visualize. So yeah. I think those like more helpful for people who are beginning meditation versus just like some like, you know, where it's just like sitting down and then like sitting there and trying not to like thinking about not wanting to think about anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know that, that you said it right. It's the, I think it's it helps out like a lot and yeah i agree with you 100 percent with that so uh i never used i never used guided meditation i went like hardcore right at, from the beginning and uh it took some time but i eventually got it but uh it's like working out you know it's like you you got to keep going at it because if you stop yeah. if you if you stop if you deadlift and all of a sudden you stop for three months well you know what you're screwed you're not deadlifting nothing anymore you got to restart from scratch so yeah um, pretty much so um what else what else what has Uh, been what has been the what's it called the the benefit of you for doing meditation at night like what kind of meditation do you do at night uh breath work most of the time um, oh, I yeah, it's breath work most of the time. And the reason why is uh, I have a super, super stressful job. Uh, so, you know, engineer, project manager in construction. So, you know, construction sites, the way they are, everybody's yelling yeah. at each other. Everybody's stressed. Everything's... I think sitting there drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, everything, everything is due like two weeks ago and uh, everybody's rushing. So uh, I get like on average, like 150 phone calls a day, 300 emails. It just never ends. Right. So when I come home, I need something to, to bring me down. So I need something to let go of all my energy built up energy. So working out. And then after that uh, breath work, which is, you know, sometimes it could only be like a minute. You know, like mm. I'll sit down and I'll have a minute or in, even in the shower, like, you know, I'm taking a shower and I'll just stand there for like five minutes, just breathing. And that's it. And then I that's get out of not- the shower. I'm done. Yeah. Cause that's what I was going to ask you. Like, if you're so busy, how do you fit in like, you know, meditation? Cause there's a lot of people who are like, I'm super busy. I cannot fit in like, you know, 10 minute meditation, you know, cause I have to rush or like, as you said, like you're getting so many phone calls. So how do you make time for yourself even during that really hectic schedule? I'll be super honest with you. I'm always the one that's going to say, fuck, I don't have time. But when I do say that, then I'll, I, I tell myself like, you know, you're, I'll be on, like, you're full of shit, Johnny. Like <laughs> you do have time. Um, it's just... You know, like meditation, it comes with practice. But let's say for for this particular question is in the shower, um, walking meditation, like also no. could be done. And 
this might be gross, but you know, when you're on the toilet bowl, like oh my you, God. you have, there- you have time. Yeah. But you're there for too long on the toilet bed. Like you, you need to like check something. What do you mean checks? <laughs> <laughs> no, you could, you could just do it. Even if you're there for like two minutes, you take that two minutes to, to uh, just be with yourself. Two long time. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> Two minutes on the. <laughs> we won't go into any more details regarding the toilet bowl, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but those are good suggestions. So shower, um, toilet, or uh, walking meditation. Walk- and it and it's and it's even like it's 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 crazy, but like if you think about it, let's say you're at the gym, right? You're doing whatever deadlift, squats, whatever. You, you take like that between sets you're taking what a minute 30 seconds to a minute um uh, between sets if you if you take let's say i'm assuming you do squats how many how many sets do you do of squats um it depends like sometimes three uh, three or five just depends. Okay, so, so if you take five example and you you're there like 30 seconds rest period mm-hmm. well you're already at like two minutes and a half then you're, if you're doing deadlifts between each set, you're just, if you're just there and after a set, you're focusing on your, um, uh, let's say you're doing squats and you mm-hmm. just decide to meditate and focus on your legs or on your butt. You're, you're, even though you're thinking about body parts, you're still meditating. You're still mm-hmm. focusing on something and you're captivating that that thought if you want to mm. put it that way. So it's still what I tell people is that meditation could be whatever you want it to be. It's as simple that's, as that. That's so true. That's it, very true. You could tailor it to whatever you want it to be as long as you're taking the time and recognizing your thoughts. And you're mm-hmm. done. that's it. Taking a break and like just being with yourself and just calming yourself down. Like That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, that's really good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was that's one part of the uh, my equation of like the whole growth thing uh, was a period in time where it was a lot of like meditation, meditation, deep thoughts, mm-hmm. and and that. So that was part of what was your, um, I guess, biggest part when uh, of growth and say okay this happened or I worked on this and this made me a different person. Oh my God. That's, that's so deep. Um, so what is something that I overcame that kind of like changed things? Yeah. That changed your outlook or on yourself, Mm. that changed your outlook on yourself. Most importantly, more than like the world. Wow. Can you, can you, ask a little bit different just trying to think about something so something (laughs) how could i ask this question something that you overcame or something that happened uh it doesn't have to be negative it could be something positive as well something that happened and kind of like lit up a light bulb in your head and said oh wow like i learned a lot from this this changed me or um this made me grow as a person uh for the better or it taught me a lesson wow that's a great that's a great 
<laughs> I'm trying to think actually. Um, something that made me change for the better. <laughs> um, taking care of myself, I would say. Like, um, I wasn't really like always into health. And for me, like I used to smoke cigarettes and just like, you know, drink with friends when I was in high school. And I think like just that, like being in an environment, like it being in like a very like low energy environment. And then, um, you know, and I don't know, just hanging out with people who weren't, who were always like just drinking and smoking. And I think like me just discovering like, you know, how do I say it? Like, you know, spirituality and fitness and nutrition has, that was like the biggest change in my life. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't always a person that liked fitness. I never, I hated working out. Um, I hated cooking. Um, so me transitioning from that to, okay, I like, I love cooking. I love working out. Yeah. Um, I don't drink. I don't smoke cigarettes to that is, I think that was like the biggest change in my life and just realizing the potential I have, realizing how powerful I am, realizing the, the thoughts that I think have a huge effect on my life and how I see myself and how other people see me and just how I create my life mm-hmm. in, in that all that is just crazy. <laughs> So do you think it's, 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 it's aesthetics in the world today? Like, you know, like first impression people, I was like, ah, like you look this way. So they'll Mm -hmm. see you a certain way or they'll, they'll judge you a certain way. Um, Do you find that that changed as well? Like you got into the whole fitness thing, like picture like smoker versus now fitness trainer or personal trainer and me. Hey, sorry. Like, are you asking how people view me now versus back then? Yeah. And do you think like it, it had an impact? Like do people judge you differently? Um, for sure. Like, I think bef- just like think about somebody who smokes and drinks and their energy is low. So I feel like less people want to be around that energy unless it's people who are also very low energy, like drinking and smoking. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So now I think even myself, I always like gravitate towards people who have dreams and goals and such a, and like, you know, positive outlooks on life and, you know, or they're taking care of their health or, you know, they're having a business. Like, and I think just generally people always want to be happy. And I think they always want to like work on themselves and be better generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think people will gravitate towards people who are also that, does that make sense? Like, who are also like, a, like, I guess like uplifting energy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cause what I think is more, it's what you're, that's what you want and that's what you're looking for. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what you're going to gravitate to. Right. Okay. That's a very valid point too. Um, but because even when I first quit smoking, the biggest thing was for me, like the hardest thing was, is like people around me smoke. So I was like, okay, if I want to change myself, I have to like change my environment and what kind of people I want to be surrounded with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. For sure. 
you have to, so, you have no choice, right? Yeah. So I think because now I think differently or like I have different goals. Like I'm sure like for you, even like you're doing a podcast, you want to talk to people who are like inspiring. You want to talk to people who have their, you know, their own views. Like you are less likely to go somebody who is, you know, like just sits at home watching Netflix and smokes. <laughs> so I think like, like definitely like I do myself want to like be surrounded with people who are like uplifting and positive and you know want to grow absolutely for sure it's it's oh, I, I I think everybody has their their own story and their own uh, reason for for certain things but yeah for sure you always like you 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 nailed it on the head is basically if you have goals and you have uh, objectives you're always going to be uh wanting to lean towards those people because you know you learn from people uh you get good vibes from people yeah exactly um, so you know that's the whole that's the whole thing of why you gravitate to towards similar people to you and you know they say you're only as good as uh, the company you keep so who knows if they're right <laughs> oh my god when i hear this quote i heard i'm listening i don't know if it's like correct but um if you surround, okay, I don't know, I don't, I forgot exactly what it is, but you can, go, you guys can Google it after. But it's if you surround yourself with five dumb people or something like that, you're the sixth dumbest person. <laughs> and if you surround yourself with five smart people, you're the like six smartest. It's possible. It makes like, sense what? though. It makes sense. Yeah. So I'm like that's a that's a different type of outlook too. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah. Sure. If you so if you if I would ask you, uh, what's the best form of exercise for you, and what do you recommend? Ooh, okay. Um, depends what like. So for me, what I really enjoy is like weightlifting. Yeah, I do also enjoy like body weight stuff. Um, like you know, doing pull ups, doing push ups, um, stuff like that. So I was never really into sports. Okay. Um, so for me, it's the gym that I really enjoy. Okay. So, and what's your, like, what's your daily, your daily routine like, like for working out? Do you have specific things or do you, you just tell her him as you go and you just have fun with it? Mm -hmm. So I go back and forth between like following a program or doing my own thing. Um, so for a while I was like following a program, which was really like, you know, helpful. Um, but now I'm doing my own thing. And then I think next Monday I'm starting a program again. So I do enjoy doing programs because like, I feel like I don't have to like think about what I'm going to do at the gym. And then it also pushes me. Um, I can't make programs for myself though. Cause I feel like I'll give myself like really easy stuff. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, so I go be between like following someone's program or, uh, yeah, just doing my own thing at the gym. Nice. Nice. And, um, so let's go back to the whole, for a couple of minutes, the whole growth thing. Cause I'm, I'm, that's what I'm super interested in. Uh, that's what I, that's one of my, uh, my thing is self-development. So <laughs> I can't yes. stop going at trying to find things to help me grow as a person so in the past let's say year what mm -hmm. are a few things that um maybe you discovered and 
that uh, intrigued you and made you grow kind of, or something that, you know, you know, when you find something super cool and you say, Oh my God, look at this. Look at what I found. This is super cool. Kind of like that, what, that. What is your example of that? Like, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a few examples that, that for me. Um, okay. Um, earlier this year, no, wait, it wasn't, no, it was two years ago. Um, I was, you know, into the whole working out thing and I was getting fed up of the gym. Mm -hmm. And I said, ah, you know what, lifting weights, maybe I should stop. I should try to do another type of exercise. And I came across this movement guy called Ido Portal. I don't know if you ever heard about him. No. Okay. So he's this guy from Israel that doesn't... Um, uh, how could, no, I'm not going to say doesn't, but he specializes in movement. Okay. okay. So everything about him uh, revolves around movement and the body and the way the body moves and the natural state of the, the way body should move. Um, remind me to send you the link. I'll send you a bunch of links. Uh, okay, sounds uh, good. This. It's super interesting. And this, I start watching this dude and I was like, holy shit why am I going to the gym lifting weights? And I'm looking oh. at this guy and he's doing like the most simplistic exercises, body weight exercises, but that were impossible for me to do. And I was like, whoa, okay. Am I missing something here? Why can't I, why am I not able to do this? And then when I started researching this guy and more and more and more, there was a whole other aspect to your body and your, your, the way you move. So that was one of them. Um, That's really cool. Cause like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people who just do weight training, but they forget to stretch or, yeah. you know, like do weight training and no mobility. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was one of the things. So that's why I'm curious to see, like, do you have something else that. Hmm. Something that I discovered. Something you discovered that might in inspire other people or make other people grow as a person. Hmm, that's a really good one. Um, a really good one. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, it's a difficult question because I'm always in in uh, research or I'm always searching that. Um, yeah. So there's nothing really like that I found was new for me is just being consistent with what I already knew. Okay. Nice. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, for that's example, nice. That's meditation in the morning routine. Like I already knew of that, but I was never consistent with it. And I think that's what made the biggest difference. And I, for me, I think like one lesson I would say for this year is like if you're scared just do it mm -hmm. um because like the biggest difference that like that made in my life is when in january like you know covid was like starting to happen and all that stuff and then i was going away for like a whole month for like on vacation and then investing in a business coach in january even though i was like i'm just going away for a month spending all this money um you know i might have to move out uh, in march but I'm going to do it anyways because I was telling myself I either succeed or I succeed. Like mm -hmm. there's no other way. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily something I discovered upon, but like 
it's just more about like going for things that scared me and yeah. like trusting that it will work and being consistent with the things that I already knew that do work, but like I wasn't consistent with it. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's powerful. That's really good. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. So instead of searching, what you just did is instead of searching external things, you went internal. So that's mm -hmm. very... Uh... I have one more. <laughs> Go ahead and um, listen. So one more would be for me, like surrounding myself with people who are like all, like all in on their dreams and goals has been so freaking helpful and just so motivating and like because you know sometimes you're like i'm gonna give up like this is hard but when there's people who are like telling you like you can do it i believe in you i think that is the most powerful thing you can have yeah um that's why i believe like you know having a trainer is so important because you know people around you may not be into fitness or your family might not support your eating habits because they buy the groceries so i feel like having that trainer who keeps you accountable, who's always there for you and tells you they believe you, believe in you. I feel like that's the most powerful thing. Nice. Super good. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and all that being said, where can people find you? Where can they come and search your stuff and get familiar with your, your training and all of what you do? Cool. So, um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, all Barbie, like B-A-R-B-I, and then last name K-V-I-S-Z. And all on four platforms is the same thing. Super Just my cool. name. Cool. <laughs> Super cool. So where can uh, people find you if they're watching on my end? On your end, it's very simple. Instagram, like I was telling you before the whole show started, I need to revamp my whole Instagram. But now that it's set up, so it's Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, G-C-A-R is G-I-C-A-R. So everything on my Instagram is going to, or everything from the podcast is there. Um, there's also the YouTube, which is the same thing. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it for now. Instagram, I'm not a super big social media dude, um, but that's where I am. <laughs> Perfect. So they'll definitely find you there and watch all your other podcasts. Perfect. So thanks for joining me. <laughs> thanks for joining me and hopefully a super interesting uh, interview. And uh, thanks for being here. It was super nice. Thank you for having me. Nice. And, um, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs>